0: I know it can be awkward if you are newer it's like oh I don't I, you know I'm, I'm the new guy I don't want I don't want to feel like out of sorts or anything like that uh, even th- with coronavirus and all of, all of the craziness of this year there just in this year I just want you to, to know if you're here or if you're listening to this later, You are not the only new person. There are at least 25 new people to this church this year. So don't feel like it's only going to be you and everyone staring at you or anything weird like that. No, just because everyone acts like they've been here 100 years doesn't mean they've been here 100 years, okay? We're just a big family, and we we just become like family very quickly. All right, so we're going to get this party started. And uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to go uh, around the room here and I'm just going to ask you a couple questions. So the first thing, and we'll start with Brother Osborne uh, on the end. And uh, Brother Osborne, uh, great, great man, great friend of mine. If, if you've been around here very long, you know he, uh, he, he knows how to take care of business. He's such a help uh, to this church and to so many people. And so Brother Osborne, uh, just tell us very briefly a little bit about yourself. So give us in a nutshell, uh, you know, uh, you. Look, the, here's a picture of Brother Osborne right there. Look at that. Hey, hey, hey. Look at all that hair. Whoa.
1: Many, wow. Many, many moons ago. Wow. <laughs> That's how I was Sister Barbara.
0: <laughs> he really took that scripture to heart. He must increase, and I must decrease. No. <laughs> all right. Okay, okay, all right, all right. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us your full name. Give us uh, the stats. How long you've been married? All that good stuff.
1: So I'm Daniel Osborne. I've been married to my queen Barbara, right there in the Woo! back. Barbara. We will celebrate 14 years being married in May. Yeah. Woo! And we have two children, Matthew, who will be 12 next month. He's on the front row. All
0: right, go, Matthew.
1: And then Juliana is nine. She just turned nine in uh, in July. Matthew is the power of my right hand, and uh, and Juliana, it's hard when when a daddy has a little girl. It's a very unique position, and uh, you don't have to you, you don't have to worry about her growing up for me to be protective. <laughs> so start praying for Juliana
0: right now. <laughs> It's a real thing though, I was at a wedding yesterday and watching the father they give away his on. daughter. Weddings used to be so happy and enjoyable and now it's like a mournful affair. I'm like, <laughs> <"Huh>? <laughs> no, <laughs> I rebuke this, this will not happen. All right, uh, so uh, let, let sister Susie Autry,
2: sister mama here. Uh, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself. It might take me a little longer than everybody else. I'm I'm supposed to be 78 according yeah. to him. <laughs> I said, just tell us uh,
0: before service, I said tell us a little bit eight. about just state how old you are. Like I'm 74 years old. And, um, <laughs> so just give go. us the quick stats, Mom. Uh,
2: my name's Suzanne Marie Scapano Autry. I've been married to my high school sweetheart for 41 years. <laughs> Randy, right. Oh Lord.
0: We're going to get into that later. Uh,
2: we had two beautiful children. Talk about it. And uh, <laughs> uh, my daughter is 40, and she comes every other month and sings. And then, of course, your pastor, you're getting some benefits from this wonderful marriage. Uh, uh, he's going to be 35, I think. Yeah. And, no, February. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome
0: anyway. to my world, Brother Osborne. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> See, I got her in the middle. I got a rose between two thorns right here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: always trying to break oh, crowning horse. points. Um, and I am the fifth child of six children, and I was raised Southern Baptist for 20 years.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and she pointed out her last name, Scapano, so I've got a rich Italian heritage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. All right. So, uh, Brother David, give us
3: the rundown on who you are. Uh, well, my name is David Shell. Um, What's your I'm middle name? Lee. Lee. I, I, David I guess, Lee. I guess. I guess. <laughs> my oh, look mom. at look at him right there.
0: There he is. That's
3: a bad one. That's, that's a bad one. Huh?
0: Look at that stud. <laughs> yeah. That purple Woo-hoo. shirt, dude.
3: <laughs> purple Woo-hoo. was the
0: thing because I I wore purple all the time. My mom put me in purple pants. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Anyways, <laughs> go ahead, D- David Lee. Tell us about David Lee.
3: Um, I am currently 40 years old. Um, I'm married to Stevie Shell. <laughs> I have five kids. Five children? Five. I'm trying to remember all their names right now. Oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, one's right here. He's 16. He's going to be 17. It's Brandon Strong. Come I on, Brandon. One, um, 13 years old. His name is Angel. Angel, where you at? He's in the kids class and i have two little ones uh david jr and daniel jacoby which is one's 10 and one just turned nine wow. and come on now i have another one that's in the oven right now and her name is <laughs> it's destiny the
0: Three. girl four boys and a girl Boy. finally on the way Yes, all right, so, uh, so that's, that's a very quick synopsis of who they are, so now we're going to get into the nitty-gritty, <laughs> so we're going to have some fun at their expense, and uh, so I want to just kind of uh, get to know what was life like growing up, so tell us like where you're from, where, where you grew up, and uh, I might ask you a couple questions along the way, but, so let's go ahead, let's start again with you, Brother David, okay. so tell us uh, what was life like, where, where are you from originally?
3: Um, I'm from a a small little country town called Gulf Hammock.
0: Gulf Hammock. Represent (laughs) (laughs) the (laughs) G.H. In the house. (laughs) Don't be throwing any gang signs now. Hold on. And And there's David throwing (laughs) gang signs as a thug. There he is right there literally throwing gang signs. Lord (laughs) Jesus. So you grew up in uh, Gulf
3: Hammock. Um, grew up in Gulf Hammock. Well, actually, I, I, I grew up for eight years in a, a smaller town called. Um, there's a smaller town than Gulf Hammock. It's called yeah. Otter Creek. Otter Creek. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Interesting factoid. My
0: great-grandma was from Otter Creek. Wow. Yes. Crazy. Go ahead. Wow.
3: Um, um, I, forgot to, I forgot to tell you yeah. about a little bit more about myself, but my mom is Gail Shell. There's, there's Auntie aunt. Gail right there. And my aunt over there is Dorothy. Um, Auntie Dorothy. Yeah. So we grew up. We grew up in Otter Creek for eight years. Um, I was, a, I was. I guess I was a pretty good kid coming up. Yeah. Tell the truth. <laughs> Tell uh, the truth. Mama's
0: here. Survey says. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I don't believe that.
3: Typical boy. Typical, Typical boy. Um, growing up in Gulf Hammock is. There's nothing there. So you know, what I'm saying I got in a, a lot of trouble. went to a, a another little. A bigger town called Chieflin, and that's where you maybe, yeah, um, went to Chieflin and got in a lot of trouble. Okay,
0: uh, so so you went to church some growing up though, right?
3: Yes, sir. Okay, um, I went to First Pentecostal Church of Inglis. Okay, um, grew up there. Actually, paid uh, played uh, the the a stunning role as baby Jesus.
0: Oh right. well, Christmas,
3: Christmas is coming up, Christmas so maybe it's time I'll for. Repri-
0: Reprises role here, uh-huh. so so you kind of went to church growing up, and then uh, so th- th- this is a so whenever I don't remember how old you were, but I kind of just it's kind of this epitomizes to me the a little bit of a downfall here. It's very brief, but we were talking about this over over a bonfire <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Uh, talk about uh, the the lying.
3: Oh, I had a serious problem. Uh- <laughs> He lied about everything. Yeah, just about everything except my age, yeah. and my skin color. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was in I, I was I was probably uh, in the third grade maybe, um, and everybody's parents would come to school, and you know what I'm saying have like parent day and all that stuff. And my dad and mom they couldn't make it, so I would just come up with stories. And my dad was. He was in the National Guard, so I would tell everybody he went to the Vietnam War and got his <laughs> legs blowed off. <laughs>
0: he lied about his father losing his legs <laughs> in a war
3: that he didn't go to, right? Yeah, never went to, a, never went to it or anything. So the bad part about that lie was... <laughs> the bad part about that lie, not, <laughs> not the other ones. A <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> couple of weeks later, my dad ended up coming to school. And he had so his legless father miraculously grew two legs. Yeah. Strong legs. It was they were strong too. Yeah, yeah. So I got caught in that lie. Yeah. Um uh, that's that's about the funniest one. Uh, okay,
0: okay, that let's just let's stop right there for a second to maybe get back on the path of truth for just a moment here. Let's skip over to um, let's skip over to um, let's go to mom for a second. Just give us like a synopsis. Growing up, uh, where are you from?
2: I'm from Tampa, Florida. Um, That's where I. My parents are from New York, and they moved down. Uh, um, I went to church ever since I can remember to the Southern Baptist Church. My mom went and took us every Sunday. That's the only service we went to. My dad was not saved. He was raised Catholic. And then um, Then How th- were you
0: growing up? Were you uh, were you a good child? I Are
2: really was. I hated spankings. And my dad was very strict.
0: <laughs> oh, my papa was uh, yeah, he
2: You towed the line with he him. Was, uh, he was he was a tough to Italian be at dude. We had dinner table precisely. We had to be in when the lights went on. The streetlights went on. we better be in that house. If, so. what,
0: what age were you when you met dad?
2: I was 14, going to be 15.
0: <laughs> you young people, don't be listening to this.
3: Yes. <laughs> we're yes. going to
0: learn how to avoid some heartache. No, I'm just. <laughs> uh, so so how, how did y'all come to know each other?
2: Um, I went to school with his aunt. We there should to- be a picture
0: of mom and dad when they were young. There should be a picture. Look look for hippies. Look for hippies. <laughs> look for hippies in that long list of photos. Uh, so so, uh, how'd y'all meet?
2: Um, I met through his aunt. We went to school together, his aunt and I, from first grade till 12th grade. You don't find that very often. Um, and, of course, she was apostolic because he's a third generation. I am first generation apostolic. And um, I can remember even standing There we go.
0: Hold on. Drink it in. Look at that. Look at my dad. He thought he was so cool. Look at that. Oh, my word. Look at those glasses. my word. That's awesome. There was some, uh, we've got some greater photos, but I don't think they wanted to share them. Uh, So so y'all started talking kind of around high school.
2: Just before I started high school, yes. Okay. So, uh,
0: did your what did your parents think of Dad? Did they um, like him or? My
2: what? dad liked him, and my mother loved him. You thought that was her boy, and oh, not yeah. I wasn't the girl. You know, Dad's a, Dad's,
0: Dad's always he, been a charmer. You got to watch yes. him; he's a charmer.
2: But, m- but my dad always was guarding. You know, he was converted when I was in third grade, and I truly remember this. Um, we never went to Let's church.
0: Hold on. Uh, we'll get to the spiritual stuff in a moment. Okay. We're gonna, I want the, the gossip here. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. So, <laughs> uh, so whenever th- th- there's a story that I love about uh, dad and mom oh. and dating, dad yes. was a very, was he, how is he? He's very, is he like, is, was he not jealous at all? Was oh, he
2: no, he was horribly jealous. Horribly jealous? Okay. Yeah, then. Then? <laughs> I think he still
0: is. You better watch out. Don't be <laughs> hugging my mom or. He, he might he might go Old uh, Testament you want me on to you
2: tell the story
0: oh yeah so this is just like an epitome the epitome to me this is yeah so yeah. dad dad is a I just have a lover two, he two stories okay of, oh good
2: one was we went to church all the time because he we'd go to the Baptist and then we'd go to the Pentecostal and one Saturday night was a youth service at the Pentecostal church and we didn't have cell phones back then and so we Y'all all didn't was, have pagers back then <laughs> no <laughs> We had not have Morse code, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: teasing, please. Uh, she, <laughs>
2: so anyway, we w- decided the young people would go out to eat. Well, we went to Pizza Hut, and, you know, I'm going to church. I didn't call my dad and tell him I'm going to church. and So it was 11 o'clock when I got home. Supposed to be home by 9. It was my fault. But anyway, and I should have called, but I didn't. So my husband, my uh, well, my boyfriend then pulled up. <laughs> and that Randy. Yeah, Randy. <laughs> and his aunt was with us, of course. You know, so it was Randy, me, and Dee Dee at the front seat. So here comes my dad storming out. What was? How, how did he look? Oh boy, he had a white T-shirt on, blue blue shorts, and socks. <laughs> <on> <laughs> That's like how that my
0: papa was. Like he, he always had there, these like knee-high socks <laughs> storming on. Storming
2: out the door. <laughs> Where have you been? And I said, Oh, we've been to church. He said, Church this late? I said, Oh, but we did go to Pizza Hut. Now this time she hasn't let me out of the car yet. So I'm like, Didie, let me out. She said, I can't let you out. He is so mad. I said, You better let me out. (laughs) So she let me out. I learned my lesson.
0: (laughs) What about what about the time with your uh, other boyfriend? Uh,
2: That was not my boyfriend. (laughs) You see,
0: you saw how defensive she was, right? All right, go ahead. Tell your he, version of it, and we'll let Dad tell his version later. Well,
2: we'll let him tell the truth later. That was my neighbor's cousin, and I'm walking up the road. My mom said, hey, could you go get me a gallon of milk? I said, sure, at the shop and go. So I'm walking. He's my neighbor's cousin visiting. So I, I get – he comes out, and he says, hey, where are you going? I said, oh, up to shop and go. And he said, can I go with you? I said, sure. Sure, you can go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. Dee will tell you this, too. So, we're on the way, and here he comes. <laughs> Stops with brakes. What are you doing? What car on? was he in? What he team? was in a white Torino.
0: Oh, Ooh, a white Torino. Oh, yeah, he was. Oh, that he was that so long mad. hippie hair. Like we were that. up
2: the road away. ways, on, probably a block from Shop and Go. And
0: you saw her. Oh, yeah. What was the boy's name? I don't know it. Oh. Do
2: you know it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: Good really thing we're going to have an altar call in a few minutes. I can see <laughs> I some unresolved bitterness here. Good.
2: Anyway, his aunt was with him, Dee Dee. She was really my best friend. So she said he floored that car and he really did. And there was a a uh, curve a corner that he was turning he went on two wheels in that car Ooh. and you could hear it going <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh my word dad
0: what did you do though did you
2: oh yes you? what did you do he
0: punched <laughs> his steering wheel he has a scar on his hand <laughs> Oh, no. my word. So much to pray through today. So much to pray through. <laughs> okay, we need to, we, we'll be here all day with those. Um, uh, so let's let's skip over to Brother Osborne for a second. Give us, so where are you from?
1: Like, where did you grow up? So originally, uh, born in Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah, we moved around a lot, so spent time in New Mexico, Nebraska, South Florida. Um, not so much about where physically I lived, but where I lived my life, it was, it was a very non-contributive home environment. It was, it was tough. We always had enough to eat, but uh, a settled position and uh, of strength and of love, it just wasn't there. Actually- How, how many siblings uh, were there? So I'm the oldest of 11, and there's a 16 year gap between myself and the youngest. Five by the first marriage, six by the second, and I'm gonna hop up real quick, but the smallest bedroom I actually ever had, so this platform's in two pieces. So, and I'm probably going to write a book about it, but from right here to here, and just the width of this little black platform, uh, four foot two by nine foot two. And, and that was that was a walk-in closet that my little brother and I lived on, uh, mm-hmm. lived in, on um, bunking military cots mm-hmm. for about two and a half years. Wow. Uh, we lived in a tent for about six weeks uh, in, in my uncle's backyard. That wasn't terrible, you know, made me kind of... Military was a joke after uh, kind of how I grew up. <laughs> I knew how to put up the tent. So uh, did, y'all,
0: did y'all move from South Carolina to this area or So what? no,
1: so it was South Carolina to New Mexico and then to Nebraska, then back to New Mexico and then to South Florida and then move from uh, from South Florida, um, Punta Gorda area to, to Arcadia. And that's kind of how I got in contact with, with the church was there in Arcadia.
0: So yeah. Um, how, how were you as a, a young kid and as a, maybe
1: an early teenager? So I always thought before I had a preteen that I was a pretty good kid. <laughs> and then uh, in, in retrospect, as, as God gives you a little bit of maturity, I think I was maddening. I think I was an absolutely maddening child <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I never stopped asking questions. I never stopped wanting what made me feel good. I, I constantly needed affirmation and, and love that I, I didn't get in, in spades necessarily at home. And so when, when you have a, a non-contributive home environment, that's just a fancy way of saying things. It, it's not, oh, hey, son, or hey, daughter. It's it's tough. And, and just to let you all know, just going through these photos, it's <laughs> you guys get to see almost 20 years of apostolic authority over, over my life besides, you know, a a year stepping away, you get to see what it's like to have three pastors and and a wife full of the Holy Ghost for almost a decade and a half. You get to see the cleaned up version. You don't know what it's like to go back and and see all the little broken pieces that make who you are. So let's let's pick up right there with everyone. So talk to us about maybe like the broken
0: pieces and and what what I love about the three up here is this is a great variety uh, of people uh, because all of us are different, yes. and all of us come from different backgrounds. Yeah. Some of you uh, were blessed enough, like myself, to grow up in a, an apostolic Pentecostal church. You don't you don't know chaos and dysfunction. And uh, some of you, uh, you grew up in church and and you went away for a long time. And and some of you, you came from a dysfunctional environment. And we have such a great representation of of different people and on different paths, you might say, but all of them finding their way to the truth and the life. And that's what I want to kind of just pick up. So talk to us about, let's start now, uh, Brother Osborne going back down this way, about kind of the brokenness, the broken pieces. Uh, You kind of gave a little bit of insight into a little bit of of the dysfunction, a little bit. So talk talk about kind of growing up and you kind of, you know, getting yourself in a mess or or wherever it kind of took you.
1: So the I, I didn't have much of boyish good looks and sparkling personality that my wife's helped me out with now, but <laughs> <laughs> I had a work ethic, and so uh, that was instilled in me by, by my mom, and I give honor to my, to my mom and, yeah. and, and to my stepdad. I truthfully believe that they did the best that they knew um, that they knew to do. Yes. You know, we're, we're a product of our environment. I believe that greatness is something that rubs off on you. Uh, It's not something that just happens, but uh, I was working at a job actually at a Winn-Dixie. I ride my little bicycle a couple miles to the Winn-Dixie and uh, met a girl uh, that was uh, actually a pastor's daughter, and she worked there. And I was like, oh, okay, so uh, you want to go on a date? And she goes, well, you know, why don't you come to my church? Why don't you come to my youth group? And I still remember sitting there at the youth group and now I'm telling on myself here, but normal size shorts, when they're cut off, you know, they usually hit you here. That's not exactly where my shorts, <laughs> riding around town and coming to church, ended up with. And when they're cut off jeans, well, let's just say that there are some pictures if they ever end up online. It's not going to go well. Well,
0: and you know, you all know how Brother Osborne is now, so you can you imagine him pre-Holy Ghost? I mean, he does everything level 11, so just imagine in the day, man. I just can't. That's before I, before I even know him. I can't. So, so you go, you go to church and, uh, like, was it, you were just in the church then from there on out or what? Oh no. <laughs> no.
1: I went for about three months and I realized two things. One, the girl wasn't going to date me just cause I went to her church. Okay.
0: And,
1: and two, uh, the people were real. And so I actually, I, I left, uh, I stopped going for a while. It was right around the holidays and, uh, in my home life just kept getting worse and worse. And, and, uh, I was actually laying in my bed one night, and I said, God, I, I just don't want to live anymore. Just, just take me. And, uh, and believe it or not, that's between you and the, and the Holy Ghost, but um, actually, I felt myself start to come out of my body. I said, no, God, no, I'm not ready. And I settled back down in, into my body. And I'm not talking about, like, I didn't, like, going like, high-five Gabriel and play a tennis match or something like that. But it was a very real experience. Right, yeah. And so uh, it was probably about a, a month later. I went back to the church. I got baptized in Jesus' name. And I used to – you guys think I'm loud now, sweet mercy. I would scream and roll and froth on the floor. I'm talking about scream. And, uh, and my youth pastor, who said that I was the only person he'd ever met that wished that they had done drugs so they had an excuse to act the way that they did. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a quote. Uh, but, but he told me one time. <laughs> going,
0: that's quite the statement. I'm sorry. <laughs> he,
1: told me, he told me, he goes, it doesn't take all that. Just surrender to God. And so actually I had a key to the church before I had the Holy Ghost. My pastor, thank God for the Kennedys. Thank God. Yes, the Kennedys are incredible people in Arcadia, Florida. They, they, if you've got a pastor and we have a pastor here that loves you, yes, yes. There's, yeah, no. they, they will help you find a place that you feel safe. They will help you find a place that you feel safe,
0: and and so we'll we'll uh, we'll pick up with you in just a second because I'd love to say that was like ta-da, receive the Holy Ghost, everything's peachy keen, you know, everything's perfect. But we're going to stop right there for a moment. So, Mom, you made uh, reference uh, to growing up in the the Southern Baptist Church, and this is I want her to bring this out because I have and we none of us should have anything against any denomination or any person that is trying to do something with their life that is trying to seek out the Word of God the ways of God and I want her because uh, I, I give honor to uh, and she, she might mention even uh, to uh, her her Baptist pastor that very sweethearted man and I want her to kind of share her story because I want I want you to see one of one and two things one that uh, you know just we're, we're not like you know uh, against the Baptist or against the Catholics. But what we are for is the truth. What we are is for the word of God, the whole truth. We want we want, as Jesus is described, the way, the truth and the life. And I want you to know that no matter your upbringing, no matter your background, that just because you might have grown up in a different way, when you come to this church, it's not like we're saying you never knew anything. You never you didn't even know who Jesus was. You had you don't know nothing. No, we're not doing that. What we are saying is that we need to continue to grow and to obey the word of God and to experience everything that God has for you and to live your life according to the Bible. So give us uh, growing up, you know, uh, uh, Baptist and just a couple highlights here.
2: okay Um I can remember going to church with my mom and all all my siblings. I was very young. And I can remember, too, that they I learned from their mistakes. Having four others ahead of you, you learn from their mistakes. And I saw um, in them that they had broke my mom's heart doing things that, of course, are against the Bible. Uh, reading the Ten Commandments and knowing that those things that they were doing were against the Bible against God, against their lives, and so I was learning from that. Um, but the church we went to, my my father actually became chairman of the deacons. And I was in third grade when he got saved, so I would say he became chairman of the deacons. So he put his whole heart in that, you know. To he would wake up. I knew there was a change. He wake up every Sunday morning and be blowing the horn, duh, 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 come on, it's time to go to church. And I mean, he really had an experience and I'm like, oh Lord, we got to get up to go to church. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go willingly all the time, of course, um, but I just, I know in that change of my dad that there was a change in him and that we went to church every service. We didn't miss any church. We went to revivals. We were, my parents taught me faithfulness Yes, and I, they taught me how to work hard. And, and even p- as
0: a young boy, I remember going and, and staying with them during the summer. And, I mean, he, he read his Bible through, I mean, two times a year. I every, mean, he was every. going to sit down every, every day at a certain time uh, and, and go through the word of God. Mm-hmm. So you grew up uh, going to uh, the, the Baptist church there in town. And um, so you're, uh, you know, and, and doing what you knew to do. Right. What uh, So what was your first experience then coming in contact with what we call ourselves as Apostolic Pentecostal? And we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But what, what was your first contact? And
2: Actually, uh, it was fifth grade with his aunt, Dee Dee. Um, she had a slumber party. And so, of course, it was on Thursday night, and they had church on Thursday night. So I had to go to church there. And um, that time it didn't really phase me as a kid. But then when I went... In the ninth grade, when his aunt was wanting to set, was me or another Southern Baptist girl up with his nephew? You see who won. <laughs> but that time, oh my word, we were we had been in church a long time, and so our our worship was not like this at all. It was very calm and very quiet, and no lifting of the hands. And so I'm like, her and I said, let's go to the bathroom. So <laughs> we went into the bathroom, and we were like oh, my word, are these people crazy or what? <laughs> I was like, oh. oh, and we were so nervous. Now, they were very sweet, but it was just a lot of worship for someone that wasn't raised around it. Yeah. So, And yeah. honestly, I think that this is a lot of worship sometimes because, like, my dad was raised Catholic, and you just, they think it's irreverent okay. sometimes. Yeah. And so I felt like, maybe, man, are these people not worshiping like they should. Is and I
0: think that's important to recognize because, you know, people grow up being taught certain things Absolutely. and they they grow up, uh, you know, and even opinions, you know, it's like a nose. Everyone's got one. Yes. And uh, but the, the main thing is getting into the word of God yes. and doing things according to the Bible. Yes. And so uh, I talk about like uh, so it would be my great grandma. Um, so it would be my my dad's grandparents were
2: the pastors. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Grandma McNatt, so, like, uh, talk talk about, like, a couple of your... Okay. Um, When my husband and I started dating, it was 76. We got married in 79, so I went to church there a lot, and, of course, I didn't conform to some of the uh, holiness standards, of course, and um, I didn't know about them, but thank the Lord, he... I, I read my Bible. I was a w- little weird child. They'd always say, "What's wrong with you?" I read my Bible every night. <laughs> it was so crazy of I it, mean, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> <So good. laughs> uh, my, and of course, you know, the, my brothers and sisters—they're the one like, "Man, what's wrong with this kid?" <laughs> but anyway, so when I went to church there, of course, they I did. Had you
0: think you think like we're hard and say stuff straight. Just like this is a good example oh, of yeah. how like Grandma was. and.
2: She didn't make no bones about it. You know, there's a scripture. I'll have to share it with them. It says, um, if a woman causes a man to lust after him, they've caused him to commit adultery. Of course, that's Ten Commandments, you know. So she comes up to me. I had a low shirt on. She's like, honey, you need a pin in that. <laughs> and she said, I'll be right back. And so she got a pin and pinned me up. <laughs> she was no fool, And, I, and I, I'm, like, telling my son, I don't know how I really made it, because, like, <laughs> Good Lord, because the one service she she's just her spirit I could take it. Yeah. She uh, she came up to me and she said, honey, that skirt's too shirt. And I'm like, okay. So then I wore a Maxi. That was the fad back then. Oh, yeah. It was a fad. So I wore a Maxi way down and I'm like, she said, you're in with the fads. And I'm like, oh my word, I told Randy, I said, I said, Randy, I can't please her for anything. But anyway, I was so hungry for the Lord and and a deeper walk with the Lord. And like like she was saying even that uh, as a child
0: there there was a hunger there. And I believe that if people are hungry and if you want to please the Lord and you want you want more, he I believe the spirit is going to draw you into the fullness of truth. And and again, it's like we're talking about there, there's nothing against the Baptists or the Catholics or the Episcopalians or the Republicans or the whatever. <laughs> uh, the, to me, though, it's the, the, what we have to do then is what we, uh, whenever we are confronted with truth, what do we do with it? Because we cannot just reject truth just because it's gone against our opinions or traditions. And the Bible warns about that, that don't beware, don't let people spoil you through the traditions of men. And so just because there ain't nothing wrong with the tradition as long as it lines up with the word of God, but if it's contrary or if it's not a, a complete obedience to the word of God, we must then have an openness of spirit to say, well, if the word of God says that, I'm going to pursue it. So we'll, we'll pick up with you and we're, we're, don't, don't worry, we're getting uh, close here. So, Brother David, now just kind of give us uh, a little bit of uh, uh, of your journey. Kind of pick up maybe whenever uh, your parents were divorced or, or somewhere around there.
3: Um, my parents were divorced. Uh, I think I was 18 years old. Um, I wasn't in church at all. Um, so um, that was a, kind of the first hard time that I really had because I, th- I think that Once you're married, you're supposed to be married. Just you know, you work it out. Um, But my mom or dad, they weren't in church as well as 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 they were supposed to be. So I guess you know, saying things happened. uh, The divorce came. Um, I was actually in Morganfield, Kentucky at the time um, at Job Corps. so I just went downhill. Um, that's when the gangs started coming around, and I started getting deeper into the gangs. I started getting deeper into drugs. I started getting, you know, doing things that I knew were wrong, but, you know what I'm saying, I just didn't care. Uh, pretty much like Brother Osborne said, you know what I'm saying, whatever made me feel good, that's what I've done. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, um, so you are in fighting and stuff like that? and.
3: Yes, sir. I was quite the fighter.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this is a big dude, and I will talk about the first time we met uh, later. Uh, so, so just kind of very quickly over over the next several years, y- did you and Stevie met pretty quickly after that? Um,
3: or? Actually, no. I, I didn't. I didn't meet my wife until I was 25 years old. I just got done doing uh, a year and a day bid in, in prison. Yeah. Um, got out of got out of prison um, for violence. Uh, then I went back to jail and spent another year in, in jail for violence, um, and then when I got out, that's that's when I met Stevie. Um, uh, I think we we're at some apartment somewhere in Chiefland. Um, I wasn't even thinking about, you know, doing. W- whatever with so, women. So were
0: things still like? I mean, were you in trouble a lot even as yes. y'all were to- together? Yes. And we'll get her side uh, of the story uh, uh, <laughs> next year or two or something like that. But uh, just just to keep it focused on you, like even after y'all were together, like I mean, w- were were you sound? Uh, w- did you start like getting better like after you were together or like what was
3: things like? I had the focus to to get better, but. As I like to say, change takes time. Yeah. Um, so I gradually became better at, you know what I'm saying, thinking wise
0: Did any? Were there any more jail visits or anything like that after?
3: Mm, yes. OK, all right, got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice start. Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: OK, so, so I, I just want to point this out. So did your relationship with her fix you?
3: No. No, okay.
0: That's what I wanted. To wanna, what's what I wanted to get to. Okay, uh, uh, and so, um, so so now through through then, y'all are having kids and things like that. And uh, let's just, for time's sake, I want you just to jump to, to kind of getting to where there was some order that came to your life and uh, kind of like the, the entrance of. Of the Lord, as far as you actually allowing Him to move in your life, so just kind of uh, uh, talk me through your uh, coming back to God, really for the first time, where okay. you're really getting things right. So, okay. kind of uh, pick up, pick up with that story.
3: Okay. Um, like I said, I've been in church all my life. Uh, I think I was I was filled with the Holy Ghost um, at the age of thirteen. Yeah. Um, backslid. Left the church, went to jail, did all that stuff, and um, I didn't want change until I wanted. I didn't want change until I met Stevie. That's because she had a family. Yeah, she had kids, and you know what I'm saying. So that's what I wanted. Um, I didn't really focus on changing until I started having kids, um, and I didn't really focus on changing my life. Over to God until actually I came to this church. So Amen. So, Amen.
0: Um, so then that would bring up so your, your auntie, your mama, cousins are, are coming to the church at that point. Yes. Uh, and I remember, I think Tracy, Auntie Dorothy, and Auntie Gail, and uh, then I think y'all gave me his phone number. Right. Okay, so they just give me a phone number, and I can't remember if I just called you or if did you. I don't know if he called me. The f- I don't remember how it worked out, but it wasn't like this very warm conversation. <laughs> so were were you uh, were you wanting what I was selling at the time,
3: really? <laughs> um, I've been wa- I've been wanting it for a long time. Uh, just like I said, all my life I've wanted to be somebody. Um, all my life, I've, I've, I've known for a fact that I've, I've had a place in a church. Um, it's just where. Um, and the right people came along, and that's where I am today. So, so we had a
0: conversation, and I don't remember how it went, but it was just basically like, hey, man, got several of your family members uh, coming to church here, just mm-hmm. wanted to hook up, and I, I think Stevie was on the phone too. I can't remember. I, th- I feel like we were all on the phone. You didn't like talk at all. It no. wasn't really. I was so I don't know. Did How did how did we end up in Chiefland together? D- did I set up the Bible study or what What was that? We ended up coming to the church. Oh, Stevie's taking over. Uh oh, here we go. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> we ended up coming to the church. We ended
3: up for you to come out to the house.
0: Okay, so we're, so uh, yeah, so you pick up. So mm-hmm. don't, don't let me tell the whole thing. So
3: I was uh, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I'm coming home from work one day, and you know I've i honestly, I've been I've been I've been I've been drinking, um, I've been I've been um, smoking been marijuana all all day long. You know what I'm saying? Like after work, because we have meetings after work, and I you know I hang out with guys you know, after work, before I come home, which I should, never should have done. But anyway, like I said, I forgot. And then I come home, and all these cars are in my yard, and I'm like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what's, what's going on? And then I go inside, and Brother Chase, the pastor, and, and everybody's sitting in my house, and I'm like,
0: <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. <Hey>. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's a big dude. <laughs> he just walked in
0: the door and just kind of Hi!
3: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, welcome welcome to your home. We're here to do a Bible study. Yeah, in in the in the in the Bible study, I I thought it was I thought it was awesome. Honestly, I thought it was awesome. And he cooked chicken
0: wings for us. I don't even know if you were happy to do
3: that. Um, I don't
0: think he didn't look happy.
3: Well, I I forgot. (laughs) So. I was kind of in—I was kind of in—in the, in the shock mode, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like the pastor's here and I'm—I'm I'm drunk. <laughs> and now, now I have to sober up, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, and, and all I hear are these stories
0: of him in jail and violence, and I'm just yeah. like, "Oh, okay." All right, so we'll—we'll we'll leave us there in a drunken Bible study for a second, uh, and we'll—we'll uh, we'll, we'll pick up with the ending of that in just a second. We're gonna. Uh, so, so mom now, uh, just kind of, uh, kind of pick up you and dad getting married.
2: Well, um, on my senior picture, I remember writing to my husband. I said, you know, I thought my heart would do this, but I really didn't have it in my mind. I said, we'll get, we'll go to my church for one year and then we'll go to your church the next year. So I'm thinking, okay. He's not going to go back to his church, you know. So um, after I had uh, after a year, I think it was about a year and a half, um, I'd had a little girl, and um, and, and then um, our we went on vacation. And our car broke down. Well, long story short, Randy's uncle and his dad picked us up because we'd tried to get our car fixed in Georgia, and it just it just did not work out. So they picked us up, and he was actually his uncle was. Uh, an alcoholic. He was a used drugs. He cheated on his wife. He was just not a faithful man, and he did. So he started testifying to us, both of us, and telling us how good God has been and what God has delivered him from, and he invited us to church. Do you want to say something? No, go okay. ahead. Okay, um, and so that very Sunday night, we got back. I'm like, let's go to church at your mom and dad's church, which is his Uh, dad and mom were assistant pastors and his grandfather and grandmother um, founded the church and I think it was 60 years old or something like that but anyway we went to church from that night forward and Did
0: did you receive the Holy Ghost right away
2: or no I did not receive the Holy Ghost and I was in my mind thinking golly this is do I want this but anyway I remember that night I the Lord was just tugging and tugging might have not been that very first night, but I didn't go back to the Baptist church after that. I went to the altar, and I remember I was just, I'm very shy, very quiet, and um, I laid on the altar, and I just told the Lord there, I said, Lord, if this is real, I want everything you have for me. I want yeah. a happy home, a peaceful life, yes. Yes. Yeah. and instantly, my both my arms flew up. If you knew me, it was a, up in the uh, when I was in the altar and I was just I mean I just had a very great experience with the Lord I, at that time I really felt like I had the infilling of the Holy Ghost but I did not speak with tongues and um, I did not do that for and it was not my own fault because we were taught that speaking of the tongues was not a thing that you do at church or anywhere it had ceased so for for a nearly a year I guess it was, I was saying, Lord, I really want this experience that they have, and so I remember. And my my husband's uh, grandmother will t- told me even right before she died, she said, "I remember when you got the Holy Ghost. I wasn't. It, I was in a service, a youth service, just worshiping the Lord. And I'm telling you, I just got lost, and the Holy Ghost came forth, and I started speaking in tongues. And really, it, that whole service just went, you know." just so such a downpour of the Holy Ghost, and he ministered there. Um, I want to share something about baptism. Do you mind if I tell that, or you want me to? Save it for just a second. Okay.
0: Save it for just okay. a second. Let's hop to Brother Osborne real quick. Um, so so pick up and maybe a, a brief, you know, from the military into, uh, you know, I'll,
1: I'll stop you when we need to move on. So I've got my notes here because I, when God works in your life, uh, it, it's hard to pick just a single thing, and, and so this did, uh, it's not that I don't love you, it's that pastor loves you even more than me, and he's helping me to, you know, stay on track. <laughs> so I send notes, he's like, that's a good idea, stop here, uh, that's a good thing. All right, so go
0: ahead and start talking.
1: <laughs> I just had to throw that in, come on, go ahead. Uh, Was in church, but just because I never did drugs, uh, got involved in alcohol or anything, because again, it wasn't my boyish good looks and sparkling personality that was going to win me over in the world. It wasn't coming from wealth. It wasn't coming from prosperity. My mind was the only thing that I knew I had a shot at at being able to. How to far have. did you go in school? Oh, um, I completed sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And that I was graduated it. You didn't go any sixth further. Sixth grade and half of eighth grade. At that point in time. And so uh, I got my GED the day before I turned 17, had to test out for that, Um, was living on my own uh, since I was 16 years old. So um, when did
0: you go into the military, and how did, I mean, was it like with this great attitude and spirit, or what was it about?
1: No, so, again, people loving me, around me, and everything else, but, but my coping mechanisms and the things that I chose to make me feel better and a lack of consecration in my life, it just kind of came to a head. I wasn't progressing the way that I felt I should. I didn't have really a lot of opportunities the way that, in, in my mind, I thought that it should. And so um, just struggling with things that a lot of young people do, and I didn't want to be a hypocrite. And that was kind of my out. Oh, I don't want to be a hypocrite, right? Just being honest. So I left church. I packed everything I owned in three and a half hours in the back of a little pickup truck that someone in the church had given me, by the way, yeah. and, and and left. And I drove like 17 hours straight from South Florida uh, to about 20 miles south of, uh, of or north of Chicago and uh, went and visited my parents. And I knew that God had given me talents and, and abilities at that point in time. And so I was like, well, I'll go join the military. So join the army. Got hurt because uh, I prayed for the first good time in about six months. God, you don't let me to do this. You're going to, have to cripple me. He's like, ding ding, uh, six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> six months after that, I was out. Imagine being 19 years old, uh, dragging your leg on the side of the road. When I was courting Barbara, actually, I fell down a couple of times. I was back in church. I was I was very blessed. The, the the ministry there was so gracious and so loving that I knew I had a place that they loved me, and I wanted to make it right. But even at that point in time, I had. Uh, relationships, and I had a, a person in particular, and it wasn't just that, you know, when we were talking about how in delivering this, this was not just, oh, straight A, B, C, D, oh, get in church, oh, fill the Holy Ghost, oh, everything's going to go good. It was a process, and, and it was a, a whittling away, and even now, of my own character, there have been times where it was it was two years, and it was eight years, being around godly people, and just Miraculous things happening for the sake of time. Just summarizing, you know, I have multiple college degrees now, Right now, I own multiple businesses. Right now, I have multiple children. Right now, you know, now, we have we have so many blessings.
0: Now, now, as far as as you uh, as as your story unfolds, uh, you obviously are a person of strong will, and, and that's something that uh, it can be a blessing or it can be a curse if it's not handled correctly and now with that strong will even after being in church i just want you to talk about and just to kind of wrap this up because this is probably the last we're we're about to end this thing here i want you to wrap up because you've been in church you've been in church now you've been filled with the holy ghost baptized in jesus name but still it's almost like you know well i'm going to do this my way my time like just kind of bashing your head up against the wall and trying to, uh, so just kind of talk about that and maybe the point of surrender that got you to where
1: you are now. I would never say it's a singular point of surrender. Uh, I would say that daily it's for me sometimes um, it's today. I'm going to be a Christian today. Today I'm going to listen now. Now sometimes it's weeks and I, I really don't have to think about it. I go through my disciplines, but, but really I've never told this story before. I'm not sure if my wife knows it. But when I came back from the military, uh, my my birthday twin, uh, Golden Faircloth, uh, who's a very dear friend and and brother in the church and and minister in his own right. But he came back. When I came back, he came to me one day. And we were in the front lobby of the church. And he said, Daniel, I don't know what your attitude is, but you need to lose it. And it made me so upset. But he was so right. And I've been so very blessed over the years that... Um, I was praying after we'd been married for about two years. I always tell people, first two years of our marriage, that's my fault, okay? That's, that was not a good time for my wife, and, and she was she was a Christian. She, she stuck it out with me, and, uh, j- you know, Pastor Jason was willing to work with me. After I'd been praying, I felt like I was praying one day. I prayed. I, I prayed. I read my Bible. I prayed, right. but I was a hot mess. Yeah. I was a mess. Um, inside more than anything else and then it showed on the outside and so I went to Pastor Jason that's the lead pastor over in, in, uh, in Bellevue and uh, he said alright uh, told him what God said if you don't very clearly in prayer one day I, I was praying and I felt God tell me uh, in my heart okay I've told you everything I can tell you if you won't listen to the man of God in your life I can't tell you anything else and it was just like a click it was just like white noise so within a week I went talk to the pastor and he said Daniel you've got to learn to build your life The way that you would build a house and in Jesus name, that's what I've been focusing on doing for the last 10 plus years, you know, under the, under the, under the ministry of, of, of pastor Daniel. And, and for me, it really comes down to discipline and discipleship to be a great disciple. You've got to have discipline. Yeah. You've got to have discipline.
0: And he, uh, to, to brother Osborne's story to me is such a beautiful, uh, expression to me of surrender. Because, uh, uh, you know, again, he has strong opinions and he has strong feelings. But his willingness to, whether it's come to an altar or in time of private prayer, to surrender that will to the Lord. And it's through his surrender, it's through his weakness that true strength has been revealed. And I'll encourage anyone to, here today, in a few moments, we're about to pray. And if you are fighting, if you're fighting against the presence of God or the word of God or the man of God or whatever, you need to surrender. Oh, yes. Well, well, uh, no, I, I'm tougher than that. You're going to you're going to wear yourself out and you're not going to get to where God wants you to be. If you will not surrender to the will of God, it's through his surrender that God has blessed him emotionally and in his marriage and business and family and all of that. The blessings have come through weakness. Mom, mom, I want you just to kind of wrap this up, whether it's with baptism or whatever you want to share with uh, just kind of your, your closing remarks here.
2: I love these stories, the, these testimonies, because it really wasn't my testimony, but it could have been my my siblings' right. testimonies yeah. that they will take heed to it. Um, but when we uh, being a Baptist, you know, I, I was baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Well, my mother-in-law, she... She was so diligent. She put my name on a list, and I saw it one day when I was at her house, and it said, pray for Susie for the truth. And so, I mean, I'm thinking, what is she talking about? (laughs) You know, I was a little bit offended, you know, what she's (laughs) talking about. But anyway, in October, we got in the the Apostolic Church in July of 81, and in October of 1981, um, my mother-in-law said, I really would like for you to be baptized. And I'm like, I have already been baptized. <laughs> <laughs> so then I, we were in camp meeting, and I told my husband, let's go. And so we, we left early, which is very unusual. So, of course, that's the Lord digging at me. So I said, Lord, when I got home, I went home because I really wanted what was truth, and I didn't want to be, you know, if the Bible said a Christian is to be Christ-like, I want to be Christ-like. So when I went home, my Bible literally, and this is no lie, fell open to John 14 in this scripture where it says, when you have seen me, you've seen the Father. Because I was confused yeah. about the Trinity, and the word Trinity isn't even in the Bible. But anyway, yeah. so I, the Lord just gave me a, a Bible study right there by himself and myself. And so I told my husband, I said, Um, I'm ready to be baptized tomorrow night. Are you? And so he went. He got baptized too uh, in October of 1981. Um,
0: Is there anything else with that you want to share? Feel free.
2: I would just like to um, encourage anyone that has been married. You know, and you're struggling and stuff. My husband and I. We don't have a perfect marriage, and we never even had a. You know, it's never been perfect. But we have God, and every time you'll come to church. Because like um, Randy's grandmother would say, "You come to church because I'm telling you the devil's going to make you mad at each other on the way to church. You're not mad at God. You're mad at them. Come on and get to church." She would tell us, and so I thought that was such great advice. Come on to church anyway, even though you feel like a hypocrite sometimes. The Lord has a part to he'll he'll deal with your heart and he'll help you to get through that. But um, I'm just really appreciative to know that. The Lord has loved me so much and picked me up and brought me into this beautiful, glorious worship yeah. services. Yes. You know, that I just feel like the Holy Ghost is what is going to carry us out of here. And yes, I just and when
0: you look at the, the story of my mom uh, and, and just to see the, the power of truth. And, and when we say that word, it's not to, to be like, oh, we are so superior it's, we're, we're not better than anyone else, but we are better off than, than yes. people because of our willingness to, to do as the Bible says and search the scriptures and to see how, uh, you know, again, uh, that, that you know, okay, baptism and see that, okay, well, uh, how come there's nobody that was baptized in those titles then? And, okay, well, every account then, it's, it was baptism in Jesus' name. And you see that her hunger... And, and the Lord dealing with her drove her into truth, and that truth has kept her, it's kept my dad, it's kept me and my sister, and our and, and our extended family now. And I'm telling you, if you have a hunger for more of God, and you want to, if you want to obey the word of God, what you need to do is put aside the opinions and some of the offenses that, that say, well, you know, I'm a good person. This isn't about being good. It's about being right with the Lord. It's about salvation. And we've got to do it according to the word of God, not according to a certain minister or according to a grandpa or, or we've got to do it by the word of God. And so we want it to be line upon line and precept upon precept. We want to line it together and apply the word of God to our lives. I'm going to give you all a chance to close this out in just one second. David, give us just a quick wrap up. We've ate chicken wings together. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Um, we we are at a subway. So after that, I'm just trying to get David. at Just a, I'm driving wherever he's at. So he's working in Gainesville, and and uh, tell us a, we met at Subway, right? Yes, sir. Okay, tell us about Subway.
3: So we meet at Subway. Um, <laughs> on, I think it was like a Wednesday evening or something. No, it was not Wednesday. It was Tuesday those, or something. Tuesday was, or something. Yeah. Uh, so the pastor he he buys me lunch. And we're sitting there talking and he says, Um, anything you want, you can you can have Oh yeah, we're at the me.
0: the checkout line. I'm like, yeah. Hey man, lunch is on me today. Yeah. So anything he he knows you know. he doesn't have to pay at this point. <laughs> but go ahead, finish yeah. the story. So
3: everything is free to me. Yeah. So I'm like I'm like, okay. So but this I is how
0: considerate he is of me and my money. Go ahead.
3: So I I, I, I get a sandwich and I say, you know what? They're I'll like, just, uh, would you like a
0: drink? And uh, he says I'll
3: just I just have a water. Just can I get a water cup? In my in my mind, I'm getting, you know, what I'm saying she, she's gonna give me water, but, you know, what I'm saying I'm gonna go and get juice and soda and whatever. So else. we're there,
0: we meet up in Subway for Bible study and how to live a right life and all of that. And he says, I just want a water. So he takes his water cup and I watch him fill it up with Kool-Aid or uh, or Gatorade or some red drink. And I'm like, David, you just <laughs> stole that drink,
3: man. He's like. What? was <laughs> huh? it wasn't like stealing per se. Yeah, stealing. Stealing. Lying and stealing. <laughs> so stealing. Oh.
0: It was a great to me though, it was a great it was a great representation of how he lived his life. Yeah. Honestly, of trying to skirt around and, and just work angles and, and uh, just just give us a wrap up of really coming back to the Lord and, and
3: Okay. Um coming back to the Lord. Um well, I had a, I had a, a, I came back, I came back to church here, and I've been faithful here ever since um, we came back to church, and I've been trying to live for God and, and do everything that I'm supposed to do, but it really didn't change. I had a, a real bad time, me and my, me and my wife, we had a, it was the worst time I've ever had about anything in my life, so it broke me down as a man. Um, but, you know what I'm saying, again, the, the pastor talked me through it. it was, some brothers of the church, some sisters of the church, you know what I'm saying, they, they talked me through it, and I'm, and I'm thankful that I had, you know what I'm saying, the was there, was there a
0: service? Was there anything, like, just as far as, like, something that, you know, like just a, a moment in time, or was it this gradual healing? What was it?
3: Just, just gradual healing yeah. um, from the love I have from my church family.
0: And since that time, uh, I know I've had the opportunity to to pray with his children in the altar of the old church as they received the Holy Ghost. And now his children being able to learn from his mistakes and not having to, in Jesus name, repeat them very quickly, David, in just 20 seconds or less or something like that. What would you tell someone that's here or listening to this later that is where you were? right now they are they are right now smack dab and the worst part of life that you were in
3: Depend on jesus um turn to, god. Amen. turn to god
0: turn to god
3: that's 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 pretty yeah. much as basic as i can get just um just trusting just trusting god and if you're not in church you know what i'm saying find somewhere to go yeah find some good people to talk to um the best people i've found to talk to is right here in this church amen um yeah. and that's all i can really say awesome
0: uh, br- Brother Osborne, what would just thirty seconds or less? What would be something that you would tell people that are maybe struggling with their own will, and you know they, they just can't seem
1: to bust through? Or what? What would be your advice? So without without the Holy Ghost, I, I'm just a greedy coward. That's the truth. Well, what you get to see today is is a product of the Holy Ghost, and so what I would tell you is. It all comes down to discipleship. Matthew twenty-eight, nineteen says, go into all nations and teach. In that original yeah. text, it, that direct, in some versions, it actually just says to, to disciple. Yeah. And that's what it's about. Yes. It's about finding a place where you and Jesus can get alone, and then you can have people begin to speak into your life. The yeah. Bible says to submit, so you're going to have to do it. Yeah. it. The Bible says to be quiet, and that's hard for some of us. It's hard for me. The uh, Bible says to forgive yourself, and yeah. you've got to forgive others. Yes. The Bible says to give, and most of all, the Bible says to repent, calling all the name of the Lord. Yes. Yes. You've got to be a disciple, and then you've yeah. got to make a disciple, and that's what makes life worth living.
3: Amen. Yeah.
0: Amen. In Jesus' name. Mom, r- uh, wrap us up. Give us a, just give us a word of wisdom or something, maybe to someone who is right now struggling, wanting to uh grow in the Lord wanting to continue to pursue the things of God what would you say to us
2: I just want to thank the Lord that he saw the good in me that I didn't see and I think about the word Emmanuel it means God in us I think that sweet savior the spirit of the Holy Ghost lives in us he will come and grant his spirit and live in us when when we just repent and die out and Um, I'm just so thankful for that. But if you are struggling, I would say Jesus is your answer. Jesus is the answer to everything. And a scripture that I think about is submit yourself, therefore, to God. You have to resist. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. I have found that to be so peaceful speaking and liberating in my soul. I thank you, the Lord, that, you know, uh, even some of my family members have suffered depression and discouragement and divorce and their children are in jail and on drugs. I'm just so thankful. And it and I don't belittle them or anything, but I thank God that he spared me. I have two children. I have two great in-laws. My children chose wonderful spouses They love, that love God. I have four grandchildren. I'm just so thankful. I'm a blessed woman. And I think yes. it's because I said, Lord, whatever you want in my life, I want it. Yes. And I'm just thankful for that. And if Jesus is the answer to any problem. Yes. Let's is.
0: give these three a hand right now. Thank you all so much for opening your heart And speaking to us this morning Thank you Jesus Do you mind standing to your feet with me If you're physically able In the name of Jesus Hallelujah Could you just lift your hands for a moment Focus your mind on the Lord Not being distracted by anything or anyone Jesus I need you Lord Jesus that's it Open your mouth and begin to talk to the Lord Use your own words, your own voice Oh God we need you We want you. We've got to have you, Jesus. Oh, God, I ask you to touch the hearts and minds of the people here right now. Lord, we feel your spirit drawing us. We feel your spirit leading us. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I feel like today great representation if you boil it down into maybe one word is process (laughs) what each of these people to me represents is process being able to take the steps make the steps that they needed to to continue to grow in the Lord whether that's my mother and recognizing that there was portions of the Bible that she had yet to obey that, you know, just because she had been raised a certain way and it was a good family, that there was still yet to be learned. There was still yet to obey. And, and being able to, when presented with that truth, being able to surrender to that and say, Yes, I, I, I'll receive that and I, I want that. And whether it's Brother Osborne and his willingness to go through the process of surrender. And obedience and whatever you want God. Brother, Brother David surrendering to the process of I'm going to do this right now and I'm going to I'm, go, I'm going to actually do this the right way this time. I don't know where you're at today on your walk with God. I'm certainly not belittling it. No one here is going to make fun of it, but wherever you are today, wherever you are, what you need to do is say, yes Lord, Whatever is next, I will obey. Whatever is next, I will go and be willing to take a step. Not saying, no, I already know enough. No, I've been been in this my whole life. But no, being able to lay aside your own agenda, your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own whatever, and just say, be it unto me, O Lord. I'll do whatever you want me to do. And sir, ma'am, I'm telling you, doesn't matter if you grew up in church, doesn't matter if you're from the wrong side of the tracks, doesn't matter what kind of church you grew up in. If you will let the Lord, He's pulling on you even here today. And if you'll just surrender to that, He will take your life and bless you and direct you and use you and prosper you in ways that you couldn't even imagine. Ha <laughs> ha. It starts with surrender. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We're going to take some time and pray right now. And I encourage you, whether it's actually coming forward, I know it's a smaller altar area now that we're in transition here. But if you want to, I invite you to come forward. Or if you feel more comfortable doing so, you ought to turn around in your seat and just kind of make your own seat a personal altar. But we're going to take some time together and we're going to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus that's it, a couple people moving right now that's good today it's surrender time it's time to take a step and be willing to make a move, that's it, go ahead sir, ma'am lift your hands, close your eyes, do something right now to surrender to the Lord oh God that's it I need you Jesus I want you Lord, I've got to have you Jesus, I'm lost without you Lord God, I'm going to trust you going to make a move. That's it. Doesn't matter if you've been in church your whole life or if you're new to this. Make a move today. Take a step today. Obey the word of the Lord today. If you've never repented of your sins, you ought to say, Lord, I want to obey that. I want to I want to receive forgiveness of my sins, so I'm going to die out to my own self. Perhaps you grew up in another church and They talked about baptism in a different way. All I'm asking you is to be open, not to me, but to the Word of God. Be open to what the Word of God says. If God says it, if His Word proclaims it, say, that's what I'm going to do, Lord. That's how I'm going to live. Oh, maybe you've been wrestling with the Lord and wrestling with your own will and Maybe fighting against maybe something I've been saying. I don't know. But just surrender to the Lord today. and Just say, oh God, I want your will. I want your way. I want to know you. That's it. You ought to reach over and pray with that friend or family member that's nearby right now. Let God lead you. That's it. Reach over and pray with that loved one. We are all different. We all have different stories. Just like those that shared their testimonies today, we come from different families, different backgrounds, but I feel the pull of the Lord today. I feel the Lord tugging you, I feel the Lord reaching for us right now. You have a family here, you have a place here, you have a people here. Just have an open heart. Give your life to God right now.
2: my
1: all I give my
0: all Oh my worship
2: Oh my praise I give my all I desire I give my all to you forever, oh my worship, oh my praise, I give my all, I give my all.
0: Come on, more than joining a church, it's about obeying the word. Obey the word of God. He'll take you places you never could have imagined my family is so blessed because of the decisions of my mother oh truth has changed our life that willingness to pursue truth there's a strength I'm telling you the Holy Ghost is here right now there's a touch of the anointing I'm unwilling to waver I'm unwilling to settle I want everything they had in the word of God I want everything those apostles had, if it happened in the word, oh God, I receive it. Yes, Lord, come on, maybe you and your family are broken right now, I'm telling you, God will restore the wasted years, God will restore the broken years. Oh, maybe you were hurt and wounded, oh, allow Brother David's story to minister to you right now.
3: Oh
0: Yes. You want to take some time and come to an altar. Lord, I'm gonna follow you. I'm gonna obey you. Oh yes, Lord. Oh It's not too late for you to succeed. It's not too late for you to turn. if you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus I know we're still even trying to set our baptistry up but you ought to get baptized in Jesus' name you look throughout the book of Acts you look throughout the epistles and you see the importance of Jesus' name you see the power of Jesus' name it's not about being just a good person you see that in Acts chapter 10 Cornelius is a good man. He's a devout man. He pays alms. He gives in offerings. He has angelic visitations. But the the Lord said, "Send. send for Peter who will tell you how to be saved. It's not about being good. It's about being saved. You look in Acts chapter 19. There were disciples. They had been baptized by John the Baptist. But when the Apostle Paul showed him, when the Apostle Paul showed them Jesus' name, baptism, they said yes, and they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. It's not discrediting any experience you've ever had. It's not saying you never loved the Lord, but it's taking the next step. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. I want God to delight in my way. I want God to delight in my path. So I'm going to keep on stepping. Come on, keep on growing. Keep on obeying. Come on, those of us in this room, those out in the hallway, just be open to obeying the fullness of truth. Just be open to growing in God. Hallelujah. That's it. Take a moment. Pray with your family. Pray together. My worship. My Come on, I'm telling you, this ain't about joining this church. All you got to do is just keep showing up to be a part of this church. But more important than that is you need to get a hold of God. And you need to obey the word. and. Repent of your sins. Turn from any kind of ungodliness. You've got to be able to
3: recognize, I've got to do this right.